What are we waiting for? Fire on the base! Star Wars fans and Moof Milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 130 of Blast Points. This is Jason. This is Gabe. And we have been waiting so long for this week and this episode. It's a special day for a special man who's married very dear to our hearts. We've been waiting seven months to do this episode since we saw The Last Jedi, (laughs) planning Kennedy Day. You probably saw the flags outside people's houses on the side of the road as you were driving down the street today. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of things were closed. There were some fireworks. <laughs> Don't bother checking your mail. It's not going to be any. It's Kennedy Day. The captain of captains, Captain Kennedy. There was, you know, there was no like Last Jedi breakfast cereal, but it'd be like Captain Captain Grouch, Captain Krabby, Kennedy O's <laughs> with Grouch berries. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like the just a red box comes with a little periscope inside, a little cardboard periscope, mm-hmm. a watch that just says five bloody minutes ago. <laughs> Somebody asks you what time it is. According to my candy watch, five bloody minutes ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it means. And if only QVC was here to give us a hologram candy watch that's always five minutes behind, five minutes ahead. I don't know. Well, it's July 2018, and it's a very, very special month because I think we're officially now entering the age of Episode 9, and it's the most wonderful time of the year because Episode 9 is about to begin filming. It's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle. Yep, things are going to get really hot and heavy and crazy, and drones are going to get shot down, and people are going to get arrested. We're going to be spending all day analyzing blurry photos taken from miles away. Is that Adam Driver? Is that Adam Driver in an X-Wing pilot? What's going on? You know, I was thinking one of my favorites from The Last Jedi is someone driving through the set at high speed and then slowing it down. Look, there's Daisy Ridley. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine that blur is not blurry and it's totally Daisy Ridley. It's our favorite time of the year. These are the the moments we live for. Yeah. Do you think uh, John Boyega is going to have to wear a special hat so we can't see his new haircut? 
<laughs> it's already been out. But maybe that's like a, a, a fake haircut to throw us off. Yeah, could be. Could be. It's like Adam Driver will just be wearing like a shower cap at all times. So we don't know if the rumors are true. And if Adam Driver has a beard, he just he just wears a paper bag over his head. So Han Solo mask. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't talk about Kylo with a beard because... That's that's too much to think about right now. Last time I watched Last Jedi, I took a good look at him and tried to imagine him with like a big scraggly caveman beard. And I was like, oh, well, maybe everyone will get beards. Finn will get a beard. Poe will get a beard. A great big bushy beard. There's, so there's a ton of rumors, episode nine rumors. That's all we have right now. It's all we can grab onto. Who knows? It could all be fake. It could all lead to nowhere, but it's all we've got. And we're going to celebrate it right now because it's the most wonderful time of the year. Episode nine rumors before filming gets started. It's a magical time. So what do we have? What are some of the rumors? Lando. Is Lando going to be back? Billy D had to drop out of a convention in September. It could be because he just had to drop out or, but you know, and the thing with this, the Lando rumor is I feel like this has happened for force awakens and last Jedi. <laughs> You're right. The Billy D's always like, Oh yeah, he's definitely going to be in it. Oh, look, he canceled something, but it's the last chance to have him. I hope he's in it. Even if it's just like the hologram of Maz of just Lando. But that's, I think we even said this with Last Jedi. I mean, it's especially after Solo, it's Lando and it's Billy D. And you don't want him to just like be at like the boardroom meeting where they're like, how are we going to attack it? Lando, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I also did, you also don't want Lando to be like a punchline. And as cool as it is to have the new characters have the Falcon, it would be kind of nice for old Lando to get the Falcon back. That would be a nice, uh, Way to say goodbye to the Falcon. It would be cool, too, because I can't imagine Ray is going to be flying the Falcon around too much in 9. Although I was reading somewhere, somebody talking about what if Kylo and Ray are in the Falcon together. Because, you know, probably Kylo probably has experience flying it, probably. I think just getting to see Chewie and Lando together again is worth it. When, like, the nav computer... Booted up and you heard that sound. If you know, if they had like Billy D, be like, "What's happening, L 3 <laughs> I still love you, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that Kylo and the Falcon rumor because man, it works either way. If he's good and he's flying it, it would be awesome. Or if he's still evil and he steals it, and it's like evil, evil version of the Falcon would be pretty awesome. A black Millennium Falcon, blah. Yeah, Kylo and Hux flying around in it. Arguing. Oh, why can't we have like a Hux Star Wars standalone movie? Just screw it. Just who cares? Like, have it be straight to the Disney streaming thing and have it just be like an hour long wacky comedy with Hux. I'll, I'll watch that. Star Wars Hux. The Hux. What if Hux was like a really big fan of Krennic? <laughs> he just watches like old, old security footage of Krennic or when he was like giving press reports or. On TV, he's just watching old Krennic footage. And like blooper reels of Krennic like falling down the stairs. Or Krennic like waiting for the bus and getting splashed with mud. It could happen. So what were some other rumors going on? Some nine rumors. The hangar stuff in the UK. 
Yeah, Making Star Wars was talking about how they heard from a person in the UK that the the Cardington Sheds hangers that were in Rogue One as Yavin. And were the Yavin in A New Hope as well, right? Yep, that work is already going on there right now for something. Maybe, does that mean we're going to be back in at Yavin for nine? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but it could. Because it's kind of like, oh, they're, they're going to go to Pinewood and it's, they're going to build Dagobah again or whatever. But it at least means they're going to be, they're building something big. Because weren't those, the those were like really tall, I thought, right? That was the reason they went there. Yeah, it would be kind of cool if the new Resistance Rebel Alliance set up shop and whatever was left from the old rebel base at Yavin. Yeah, it could be cool. The sequel trilogy hasn't really at all revisited classic planets. And that's kind of nice. And also kind of like, oh, you know, it's like even when they mentioned Tatooine and Solo, it's like, oh, I want to go back to Tatooine, you know. But I also really like these new planets. But it would be neat for Nine to to tie in maybe a little bit with some one of the old places. Well, it's like J.J.'s quote from a long time ago. He was saying nine is like the conclusion to all the previous movies, not just seven and eight. And so that kind of brings us to the next rumor that there's been some serious talk about filming in Italy at Lake Como. And how is it pronounced? Caserta? Sure. (laughs) 90% chance I'm pronouncing it wrong. But those were the two filming locations used in Attack of the Clones for Naboo. I was thinking, man, if they do a a Leia funeral and they have it on Naboo, that would be pretty pretty awesome. Hardcore. And C.O. Bibble would still be there. You know he would. It's outrageous. She wasn't even born here. Yeah, I think if they had a, a Leia funeral and there were Gungans there and Naboo soldiers, people might... Uh, Get up and walk out of the theater. But as they walk out of the theater, they'll just turn to dust. No one can escape it. I would go to the concession area and be like, where do you keep the ice for the sodas? I need to dunk my head in it. Cur- curl up inside the uh, popcorn uh, poffer. I'll be, I'll be under all this popcorn. <laughs> just shivering. <laughs> just do shots of butter right out of the tap. Excuse me, I just need a drink. <laughs> I just, there's some Naboo soldiers. Whew. I think I saw a Gungan. Is it hot in here? It's December. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like at first, like when these Naboo rumors came up, I was just like, no, there's no way. But now, you know, it's kind of like, oh, there's a lot of, you know. Maybe it could be. Could be a hot summer. Could be a really, really hot summer. But, you know, if there's a time jump in the movie, how far after Last Jedi has General Organa passed away? Is it right before the start of Nine? So that's why we're going to be seeing her funeral. Does her death somehow trigger the story of Nine, do you think? It would make sense. But yeah, it's that's one of going to be one of the big mysteries of nine is just how they handle it. But it seems like making it front and center in the story seems like a good way to address it and not seem weird. So it's not like, oh, we, I got an email from General Leia. <laughs> She's just off camera. What was that, General Leia? I'm so glad she retired and went on vacation. <laughs> She's with the Lasats on the Lasat planet. 
No, because I don't. It just makes sense, and it seems like we never got a Han funeral, and maybe that gives us our chance to have. You know, we need the, we need a funeral scene. Wicket needs to show up still. Yeah, and I wonder if that would like the first order would seize on that of like, oh, this this is their moment of weakness. You know, and, oh, it just seems like it gives it gives Lando excuse to show up. It gives a lot of reasons for things to happen. It rounds out Poe's arc from the Last Jedi, kind of of stepping up to be a leader and. Not acting like a like a jerk face. Yeah, he can give a speech. Oh, imagine if Poe's speech, if he quoted Holdo. Poe dyes his hair purple. <laughs> Out of respect. I'd be into it. Give me yeah. purple Poe. I'm ready. It's going to be a very hot summer. Real hot. It's going to be a hot two summers. Because we have two summers this time before it comes out, right? <sighs> we're going to be sweating for the next 12 months until we get a trailer. And then we're going to have the chills for the last six months. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of time to speculate. Can't wait. Most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everything. So it's been like a few weeks since we were able to do like uh, talk about the news. We were off traveling around in Seattle and whatnot. And in that time, there have been a lot of other rumors that have passed themselves off as Star Wars news, which are just not true. So let's let's run through some of the best of completely fake Star Wars news that has popped up in the past few weeks. <laughs> What, what's what's one you can think of? Um, nobody likes Star Wars anymore. <laughs> nobody. It's it's on the it's on the way out. <laughs> it's it's ruined. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes Star Wars anymore. It's done. You go go ask any little kid. Nobody likes Star Wars anymore. That is definitely not true. Here's one. Uh, Kevin Feige from Marvel is going to take over Lucasfilm. <laughs> Probably not true. No, not true. He said it's not true. I think he likes the job he has right now. He should have responded by saying that's the dumbest thing I've ever been asked. And I've been asked a lot of really dumb things. <laughs> Which that brings us to the ne- to the next one. Kathleen Kennedy's going to get fired because she's done such a bad job. I don't even know who she is. She's got no track record of success. How'd she even get this job? <laughs> I don't know. She saw an ad in the paper and no one else signed, No one else showed up. She's on Craigslist. You want to make some Star Wars? Um, I just, just discovered Craigslist. Do, 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 do. Anybody want my job? I'm tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> I haven't slept since before Radioland Murders. Universal Pictures and George Lucas. Jordan. Invite you to tune in to WBN. Why? While it still is. Hmm. Radio Land Murders. No, Kathy Kennedy is not going to get fired. If anybody asked her that question, she should have said, that's the stupidest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> I don't think anyone actually asked her, though. She could put you in a headlock and kill you. <laughs> uh, here's one. Uh, the, the, the Star Wars stories are all canceled. It's all done. I heard one that the Star Wars stories are not canceled. <laughs> all the all the unannounced movies have been unannounced. There's been some crazy stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? 
I'm sure they're going to keep making Star Wars movies. Pretty sure of that. You know, I'm surprised with through, through all of these crazy Star Wars rumors, we never got the unaltered trilogy is coming out. <laughs> How did that not happen? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should be thankful that there's so much other nonsense going on that no one has time to complain about the original unaltered trilogy coming out. This is probably the longest it's been since someone has complained or there's been an article about it probably since 97. Maybe this is all for the best. Be thankful. Through all this brouhaha, there's been no, we're finally getting the unaltered trilogy. <laughs> thank you, Ryan Johnson, for making a wonderful film. And thank you for distracting everyone from the unaltered trilogy. So now when we go to Celebration and we're at like the people who make the Kleenex boxes panel, <laughs> someone's going to come up and ask when are the, they're going to decanonize The Last Jedi instead of asking when the unaltered trilogy comes out. You know, it's kind of it's annoying, but kind of refreshing. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> At least we've we've moved on past when's the unaltered trilogy coming out. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're making progress slowly. <laughs> slowly. This is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dulan, Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Blast Points with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you always. All right, Captain Kennedy. Kennedy Day. He can do it. He's Kennedy. He can do it any day. <laughs> can he do it? Yes, he Kennedy. Try and think back December of last year when you first saw Last Jedi and Captain Kennedy came on the screen. What, what did he make you feel? I think I fell in love. I wasn't sure if there was really red lighting or if it was just me seeing hearts. <laughs> it's like Star Wars is full of just background characters who steal your heart and your mind and you can't stop thinking about him. But he's probably one of the best. Like he's got, what, eight lines and he's just great. What did you think? The first 10 minutes or so of the movie, you know, we, you know, we already had the, the Poe Hux joke, but it was kind of like as soon as Kennedy came on in his performance being so special, I was kind of like, oh, so this is how you're doing it, Last Jedi. I'm here with you. Yeah, this is how it's going to be. It's going to be Kennedy. I, it made me feel bad for the First Order, too, because I was like, this is like the best guy you have in the whole First Order. <laughs> and now he's dead. Yeah, even, even the first time I watch it and every time I watch it, I'm like, well, we didn't see him die. It's true. So maybe, maybe. But, you know, there is a chance that Kennedy could show up on Resistance. Oh, I really hope so. People saying, is Kylo Ren going to show up on Resistance? The real question, is Ca is Captain Kennedy going to show up? I'm going to make a fan edit where Kennedy is floating in space and uses the force to pull himself back onto <laughs> Hux's ship. Should have done this five bloody minutes ago. <laughs> it's like if Darth Maul was angry enough to live with no legs, Kennedy can be floating in space with no skin and he'll be just fine. What's everybody looking at? What if we get like cyborg Kennedy in episode nine? It's like the spider guy in Clone Wars. Like we had the spider general and then we thought he was dead, but then he came back as a cyborg. Robo Kennedy. So Moden Kennedy is a naval officer in the First Order. But he also served in the Empire. 
according to the visual dictionary. Makes sense. He's a distinguished older gentleman. He's a firm believer in uh, Palpatine's plan. And then when that went away, he was just like, yeah, this Snoke guy, whatever. I'm cool with that, too. I like old creepy dudes that shoot lightning out of their fingers. That's who I want to serve. Yeah, it's kind of that's who I like to work for. It's on my it's on my resume. Um, he on, in the Empire, he served on the Star Destroyer Solicitude. Ooh, which makes me think too: is Kennedy is he too young to have been like a Republic commander during the Clone Wars? Too is he like a, oh, like Ularen? Yeah, yeah, probably. Because he looked like he was what just a little bit older than a little bit older than Luke, maybe right? He was like Han's age, so he would have been a kid during the Clone Wars. Yeah, where's the Kennedy novel? Where's that backstory? Kennedy during the Clone Wars, right? I'm sure everybody wants to read that. Everybody, even people that don't even like Star Wars, would be like, "This is literature. This is a good read." Yeah, just put him on the cover. Who's this guy? I want to read about this guy. Maybe that'll be when Dave Filoni comes out at the San Diego Comic-Con talking about Clone Wars. He's just like, all I want to talk about is what Kennedy was doing the Clone Wars. Man. So, so he joined the First Order, commanding the Siege Dreadnought Fulminatrix, which is one of the coolest names for a giant Star Destroyer-esque ship ever. The Fulminatrix. Most of the crew of that ship was a younger crew. And that really pissed off Kennedy to no end. You got to think about it. The First Order, with the exception of the big boss man, like most of the leadership is pretty young. Yeah, they're all like teenagers and young young adults. And yet everyone you see on the Fulminatrix is kind of a young, it's got a young crew on there. You got Kennedy, who's like an old pro, used to doing things the Empire way. He's grouchy. Well, he had his, his couple his couple buddies were a little bit older. The five minutes ago lady and the uh, the other guy weren't quite as young. The five minutes ago lady, her name is Goneril. Because <laughs> she's a goner? Yeah, I think that's what her name is. <laughs> okay. I, like, and if you really watch Last Jedi and if you just watch her face, she kind of seems like she admires Kennedy, but also... Just doesn't want to piss him off any more than he already is, which is pretty pissed off. He's definitely the most demanding uh, kind of leader, general, captain, admiral since uh, probably Vader and Empire, where he knows what he's doing and he's surrounded by idiots. I would imagine he would get along with General Veers. We didn't get enough Veers in Empire, but you can imagine Veers being very candid. It's a good comparison. He's the he's the new Veers, but Veers is like. A teddy bear compared to Kennedy. <laughs> I would love to know Kennedy off hours. He lives on probably the Fulminatrix. And when and he's on his downtime, does downtime exist for Kennedy? What's he like in like the lunchroom? He probably just drinks. Oh, yeah. If anything, I guess he's like a, a, a Krennic, but more competent at his job. He's like a Tarkin, but with no chill. Tarkin had the same level of intensity, but through a very chill vibe. Tarkin was like Kennedy, but he did yoga. Where Kennedy just can't can't bring himself to just sitting down and relaxing ever. Kennedy is played by the actor Mark Lewis Jones. The Last Jedi was not the first time Mark Lewis Jones was associated with Star Wars. He was the voice of Darth Decimus 
in Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> and if you go back and watch clips from Knights of the Republic of Darth Decimus, it pretty much sounds like Captain Kennedy. How much longer until Coruscant follows? Balmora, Ord Mantell. Soon the entire galaxy will realize your weakness. The Empire needs no weapons to destroy the Republic. Only time. I wonder if Ryan Johnson played that game and wrote it in his little notebook. Someday that voice is going to be in one of my movies. <laughs> Who do any when he was typing the words for Captain Kenny to say when he was like fire on the base. If he heard the voice of Darth Decimus in his head, I bet he did. I bet he did too. The name Captain Kennedy is a reference to Max Dove Kennedy from the 2002 movie May, which Ryan Johnson was an editor on. So he's given a shout out to um, old movie he worked on. I thought it was Kathleen Kennedy because she's the boss, applesauce. Yeah, she she rolls in in her dreadnought. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna go through every Captain Kennedy line from the movie. How many lines are there? There's like eight of them. Eight lines for episode eight. The whole movie is resting on Kennedy. It's you know it's it's a yin and a yang of Ray and Kylo Kylo Ren, but the line in between that yin and yang is Captain Kennedy. Yeah, he's the glue. He's like. Rubber cement with a brush. Yeah, you have to brush to brush him on. He's so stinky and strong. So we're gonna rate his intensity level, his anger level. So the first time we hear Kennedy speak, we first see that beautiful little hologram of Hux. Ask him why isn't he blasting that puny ship? And if you look at Kennedy's face right after he, right after the little Hux hologram says that, Kennedy looks like he wants to puke. He might have puked a little bit in his mouth. <laughs> Because, number one, he probably hates Hux so much. And number two, he just got called out by a tiny little hologram of probably what Kennedy considers a tiny little man. So Kennedy's reply is... That puny ship is too small and too close range. He's telling Hux there the reason why he hasn't blasted that puny ship. He's getting mad. But I think... For Kennedy, this is like resting Kennedy. Like he just woke up, ate and ate breakfast, and he's like, this is how angry he is. So in, in Kennedy scale, this is like a two or three. But also think about it. He probably is mad that Hux used the words puny ship because him even saying puny ship is almost like an insult to Kennedy and the Fulminatrix. Yeah, he's definitely starting to get mad. Now, what's his next line? We need to scramble out fighters. Five bloody minutes ago. See, there it starts to pop. <laughs> the coffee's brewing. The water's boiling. Scramble our fighters. But then, you know, his catchphrase, five bloody minutes ago, he's getting up there. He gets to a peak of anger with we need to scramble our fighters. And then he's almost even more upset. It should have happened earlier. Maybe he wanted to scramble the fighters earlier, but maybe for some reason he couldn't. Well, Hux was busy on the phone. There you go. He was on hold with, with Poe while uh, Kennedy was repeatedly vomiting in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we need to scramble our fighters. But it's great because scramble our fighters, he's like, he's what a, he's at an eight there maybe. But then uh, when he gets to the five bloody minutes ago, he's trying so hard to like dial it back a little bit. But you could tell. He's reminded he's on the job. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps needs to stay professional. Goneril is following him around. She's just like, what do I do next? I don't know. 
Yeah. So speaking of Goneril, she talks to Kennedy next, and she's saying he'll never penetrate our armor. Talking about Poe. Yeah, she's trying to calm him down. It's going to be okay, Moden. Can I call you Moden? It's going to be all right. <laughs> Don't be in a bad mood, Moden. The mood you're in is not good, Moden. But he's not going to have any of that. No. He's not trying to penetrate our armor. He's clearing out our surface cannons. Now, notice here, he's just answering her comment of trying to calm him down. But he's pretty much shouting every single word. <laughs> but he does calm down a little bit on the second half again, like with Scrambler Fighters. Like, they're not trying to penetrate our armor. He's pretty mad. But then when he talks about the surface cannons, he's dialing it back a little bit. He's still trying to be professional. I think because he loves the surface cannons. Could be, yeah. He's proud of them. They're going to take out anything. Please don't take out my surface cannons. He probably worked so hard to make sure those got all installed. They probably were like, you just need the big guns on the belly. You don't need any surface cannons. He was like, no, I need some surface cannons. Probably every when he starts his shift on the Fulminatrix, he's like, test the surface cannons. Just tell me they're all working. Just shoot something. <laughs> he just shoots out escape pods just to shoot them. So what happens next? The auto cannons pride. He loves the auto cannons. He loves anything that is on the surface of the fulminatrix and shoots lasers. I love that they're called auto cannons, but they are really slow to recharge and someone has to fire them manually. <laughs> the first the first order, you know, they learned from the best. It's just a trick. They're tricking the resistance. Stay away from those autocannons. I heard they're fast. You just imagine how much Poe Dameron just skimming around in his X-Wing, goofing around with BB-8, plugging holes, is just making Kennedy continuously vomit in his mouth a little bit. It looks like drool, but it's really vomit coming out of his the side of his mouth. Unfortunately, they don't have Tums in Star Wars for him to eat. He just has heartburn all the time. Really bad acid reflux. Really bad. Mm-hmm. So the next line is classic Kennedy. Yeah, his his other catchphrase. What are we waiting for? Fire on the base! He's so excited in this moment. Is it excitement or anger? Or is it both? This is like the the peak where his anger and excitement meet. The, you know, that that question, is it excitement or is it anger? That's who is Captain Kennedy? <laughs> is it excitement or is it anger? May, he is the yin yang of excitement and yanger and anger. It's it's yanger. <laughs> Mark Lewis Jones could have asked Ryan Johnson on the set. Am I doing? Am I saying these lines out of excitement or anger? And Ryan Johnson's being it's, it's yanger. Say no more. I know Kennedy now. <laughs> the next thing we see, Warrant Officer Sude Baskus tells Kennedy. That resistance bombers are approaching. Of course they are. Yeah, this. I think this, as much as I like five bloody minutes ago, I, I think this might be my favorite Kennedy line. <laughs> the little, uh, at the beginning, uh, <laughs> he just can't hold it in anymore. He hates it so much. Of course they are. Uh, of course they are. Where's, where's the sideshow Kennedy, Hot Toys Kennedy? SH Figure Arts Kennedy, Black Series Kennedy, plush that you can hug and sleep with Kennedy. Like, where's all the Kennedy merchandise? A, a plush one with a little pull string on his back. He's only got eight lines. You could fit. It's 2018. The tech, We have the technology. You could have every single line in there. And they could even make up some. The, the Black Series could come with a base 
fire on the base where Kennedy could stand. There could be Warrant Officer Sude Baskus with his telescope. You know, we could have like a whole diorama playset with a little button on it that says lines and has red lights. They could just put him on a stand that looks like fire, and then everyone would be like, why is he standing on fire? And it's like, it's fire on the base. <laughs> and then it'd be like, oh, of course, okay. You can't get a red T-shirt with just Kennedy's face on it. It says fire on the base. The kids love candy. It's like you hear people say that kids love candy. They're really saying kids love Kennedy. Who can? The Kennedy man can. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew? Five bloody minutes ago. Comfort it in chocolate and a miracle or two. It's a candy man. Okay, so what's the next line? Is uh, he's getting back into the game with... Recharge the auto cannons. Target that cruiser. Yeah, see, now he's feeling really good. Yeah, he's, he got his groove back. How Kennedy got his groove back. That's the next Star Wars story. It's not canceled. It's uncanceled. <laughs> they had canceled that before Solo came out and after Solo. Like, we got we to gotta uncancel how Kennedy got his groove back. Because <laughs> that's what people are screaming out for more. This is what Kennedy lives for. Auto cannons. they're primed. They've been recharged. Target their cruiser. Blow it up. Pretty much it's probably Kennedy's job, right? Is to just fly from planet to planet and just blow up people that are causing trouble. Mm -hmm. With his auto cannons, his surface cannons. He's got lots of cannons. Blow stuff up. He puts the cannon in Kennedy. So they're doing a good job, the First Order, uh, (laughs) blowing up the Resistance bombers. He didn't count on Paige Tico. No, he didn't. But he has he has one more line. Destroy that last bomber. Now th- that's not anger. That's excitement. But it could it could also be anger because he's so angry at the resistance that they even exist. Period. Yeah, I see. I disagree. I think he's so angry now because he's angry at the resistance because they took out all the surface cannons. They sent in the bombers. He's mad at Hux for putting him in this situation. He's mad that his crew is incompetent and didn't scramble the fighters five minutes ago. I think this is peak angry Kennedy. This is like nine and a half because he knows this is the end and this is his last chance to be angry. So he's just going to get it all out. His next line, though, isn't even a line. It's just the lines on his face. It's his silent scream of fire. William's score is swelling. Perhaps if you were really there on the bridge of the Fulminatrix... Maybe Kennedy was screaming so loud that that's accurate and how it was. Like only only like dogs could hear it. Only like Corellian hounds on Corellia, like because Kennedy just screamed fire. I think it's just he got so angry he got it all out with destroy the last bomber, and after that he just there was nothing left. <laughs> his voice was gone. He's just cursing hucks in his mind. So the bombs drop. Kennedy. Bravely, literally swallows his pride, accepts his fate as a true captain does. Goes down with the ship. Recharge the auto cannons. We need to scramble out fighters five bloody minutes ago. I was sad. He made me go from who is this guy to I love this guy to I'm really sad. Even though you're the bad guy, I'm really sad that you're gone. Because going back and watching all this, it seems like a whole movie of stuff happens, and it's like two minutes. The opening space battle of The Last Jedi 
is some of the most awesome Star Wars I think there is. You get new ships, the Resistance Bombers, you know, not to mention Kennedy. You get one X-Wing taking on a giant Star Destroyer, lots of holograms all over the place. The Resistance Bombers, which I mentioned before, but I mentioned again, are awesome. You get the guy saying, we're entering the sweet spot. I've got a visual on the target. We're approaching the sweet spot. Which doesn't get enough credit. Your hologram hucks. Tally coming in like a boss on her A-wing, dropping down, bombs away. Well, with keeping with Kennedy Love, we opened it up to you folks, the listeners, to send us your poetry and your musical compositions about the late, great, maybe not dead, Captain Kennedy. Let's go through some of the poetry. What's our first Captain Kennedy poem? All right, we have Hux Sucks by Nathan Roberts. His father has seen with revere... And I once did call him a peer, but then his dumb son killed without knife or a gun, but instead with the gal in chrome gear. Somehow Army fell in with Snoke, even after the Starkiller broke. He's a bloody young fool and a blunt useless tool. That idiot might give me a stroke. Now my dreadnought is under attack by that rebel scum Dameron hack. The fighters aren't scrambled. The guns have been handled. The fire, oh no, fade to black. That's, thank you, Nathan. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like Kennedy wrote it. Yeah, and he hates Hux. Even mentioning uh, Hux's father. So we're getting, we're getting deep cut, deep cut. This next <laughs> one is from George Sandman, and it's a haiku. Poor old Kennedy. Maybe launch the tie sooner. Such a shame you're dead. It touches me. <laughs> I feel it. What's, what's our next one? The next one is from Jordan Allen Rennie. This one is... Kennedy was a bit of a bruiser. Recharge the autocannons, target their cruiser. He was a powerful man with a beautiful face. What are we waiting for? Fire on the base! He gave us everything, even though... We need to scramble our fighters five bloody minutes ago. We've lost him now. Kennedy was a goner. His final words, destroy that last bomber. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Our next one is from Josh Feeder, and it goes, Captain Kennedy, first act insanity. Killed by a puny ship, tactical mastery, but quashed so fast he couldn't scratch the resistance itch. We only scratched the surface cannon. Five bloody minutes. But what a manin. <laughs> we were extremely sad to see him go. He destroyed that last bomber, even though he was a goner. Han says hi, a stunning last blow. Periscopes down, the red bulbs they fade. The First Order reigns on Kennedy's parade. Whoa, wow. Good stuff. I'm feeling it. The next one is from Brittany Armstrong. Uh, it's entitled, What Are We Waiting For? A Haiku by Brittany. 
The Fulminatrix, a noble Kennedy scowls, inexperienced crew. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, these haikus, they're beautiful. The essence of Kennedy. Our next one is from Claire. A blaze in the night. I dread not having you near. The loss of a hero. The young know better. It's easy to try and fail until legends die. That's it. Well, just because he's the villain doesn't mean he's not somebody's hero. He probably was Goneril's hero, maybe. Maybe even Hux. Hux is probably sad. Now he's stuck with Kylo. I would think that when Hux is alone, his tough guy exterior goes down and he shed a tear for Kennedy. He definitely, I think he was we openly weeping when he found Snoke's dead body. Yeah. So we got one more poem. From Brandon. Kennedy is no fool. He comes from the old school. The Fulminatrix is his place. It's time to fire on the base. So we also have some musical compositions, some short musical compositions to listen to. So our first one is from 18-year-old Colin Whitlich. He, so he's starting at DePaul University in the fall as a music composition neuroscience major. And John Williams and Michael Guacamole are his musical heroes. So let's hear this original composition, a tribute to Captain Kennedy. Entitled Fire on the Base by 18 year old Colin. Thank you, Colin. We felt his pain and his pride. Yeah, I, I felt the Kennedy in there. This next one is from Mike Schmidt. It is called Fleet Killer. Get ready. Here we go.
cool. It's intense. Now, what's this last one? So the last one from Patrick Pine is another one entitled Fire on the Base. Let's check that out. What are we waiting for? Fire on the base! Yeah, that was really cool. Thank you, Patrick. Amazing. Thank you to everyone that sent in your poetry, your music. We've celebrated Captain Kennedy today. I think it was a suitable Kennedy Day celebration. Captain Kennedy, you touched us. You're a champion. There are heroes on both sides. It was a pleasure to know you and, yeah, celebrating your holiday. It's a family tradition we look forward to uh, passing on to our children. (laughs) And grandchildren. The autocannons prime! Of course they are. All right, so iTunes reviews. We've got a bunch, but let's read a couple so we can try and get caught up a little bit here. Our first one is These Boys Are So Much Fun by A.E. Welling. And it reads, Jason and Gabe, my humble thanks to you both. These fellas will, oh, they so will take you to many places inside the Star Wars fandom. Oh, places you never thought of. And it'll be so much fun along the way. You thank me for listening. Well, I say I cannot listen if you don't do this. Love you both. See you on the radio. Thanks. All right. Thank you, A.E. Welling. Yeah. It was like a Dr. Seuss review. <laughs> I was into it. Thank you. I like to see people on the radio, too. So you know you're having a good time when you start seeing things on the radio. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> it's like a Dennis Quaid in Frequency. It's talking to Johnny on the radio. <laughs> All right. What's next? <sighs> All right. Next one is Moof Milkers Unite from TLJ Rules. I hope that's not Last Jedi and those are like his initials. He's like Thomas Lewis Jefferson. You live by my rules or you don't live at all. (laughs) Okay. All right. Blast Points is my favorite Star Wars podcast. At a time when the worst people among Star Wars fans are receiving attention for their hate and bigotry, it's great to listen to two positive, good-humored fans. Jason and Gabe's enthusiasm is infectious and they always provide a few good laughs because of their love for the prequels. I recently revisited those movies and reevaluated them, especially attack of the clones, which except for the awkward love story is a really fun movie. I look forward to every Tuesday when I can put blast points at the top of my podcast queue. Keep up the great work. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, TLJ Rules. I'm glad we uh, enhanced Attack of the Clones a little bit for you. We've got a few more reviews that we'll be getting to in coming weeks and coming episodes, but you can add your review to that list. Head over to iTunes when you're done. Write something awesome, and we will read it. Thank you. 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 Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. the Star Wars collection. Batteries not included. And when you see the Star Wars movie at participating theaters, you get Kenner's cash refund booklet, good for refund coupons from 50 cents up to $2 each on 14 different Star Wars toys. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. Void where prohibited. Booklet has details. Star Wars Darth Vader TIE Fighter. New from Kenner. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. website blastpointspodcast.com you can download theme music order t-shirts get recipes look at comics all kinds of stuff um check us out on instagram twitter and facebook and don't forget to join the super cool chill blast points facebook group all kinds of fun stuff being posted in there all the time but that about wraps up episode number 130 our celebration of captain kennedy we laughed a little, we learned a little, we cried a little. We had a little bit of closure for Kennedy. We'll be back next week with another all new episode. So until we'll so we'll see you then. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Fall. Fire!
on the base! Fire on the base! Five bloody minutes ago. 